Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped into our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today we're stepping back into our interview sessions. And today, in a few moments, we're going to welcome Nancy Dewar into our conversation. Let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and this is episode number two for today. And Greg is in pre-holiday mood, getting ready to go. But despite that, his workload is excessive, and uh, he's just a very popular guy right now. Is that correct, Greg? That is, but I'm hanging in there, and uh, I am excited about this conversation. So my energy has been boosted. Yeah, and it's going to come out in a couple of minutes, but Nancy is one of Greg's partners, and I don't know how many people in this place that they work write books, but this will be the third interview, and I'm looking at... Uh, Looking at uh, the screen right now, and Nancy has a book up. Greg has two books up, so I'm not sure how many more of these we're going to have. I imagine that will probably be more because that seems to be the gig in this place. So that's good. So um, for those of you that are just dropping in, Greg and I have been managers for a long time. And throughout this series, we've discussed how we and others have missed the mark as managers or leaders and we've discussed some of the lessons that we've learned from others and from their experience. Uh, and during this uh, series, we have had the pleasure of having other people pull up to the table at the diner to join our conversation to help us with other areas and other topics. And uh, often those discussions are focused around a book. And we're just very, very happy for all these things. And Greg, we've just had some just great discussions. Yeah, we love talking to people who are passionate like us of just trying to create space for people to grow and learn and be their best. And so I can't wait to talk to Nancy today about her book and some of the things that uh, she's provided, uh, some tools, some ideas, some stories, but we'll talk about that in a second. We're excited. So this episode, interview session with Nancy Dewar, One Wild and Precious Life, Reflect, Dream and Create the life you were meant to live. It sounds like a movie. Welcome, Nancy. Thanks for having me. And wouldn't that be wonderful if it was a movie? That would be amazing. I love that. I yeah, yeah I'm I see it now. Uh, you know, all copyrights. Uh, yeah, that's no, that's very very cool. So let's do the formal bio stuff. And I'm going to read it here. Although you know, so first of all. Nancy and I are partners at Lighthouse Nine uh, Group, and you know, you know, when you meet people that just—we actually met before—and uh, and and, uh, and uh, you know, you just meet people that you know have shared heart, uh, shared belief in making the world a better place, and just bring uh, experiences, you know, learnings from failures, and all those type of things towards helping others and going forward. So when Nan when I first met Nancy, I think we were doing uh, some kind of a debrief, and I thought, oh wow. Uh, she's cool. I like her. And then later on, an opportunity came out Lighthouse Nine and said, uh, "Hey, you should you should go over here and talk to these people." And and thus here we are today. But let's go back to the formal. Alistair's giving me the eye. Get get to the formal bio, Greg. So no, he's not giving me the eye. So Nancy uh, is an M, M, uh, Master's of Education PCC uh, certified executive coach with a Master's of Education out learning and a certified sales professional. As partner at Lighthouse Nine a management consulting firm that does executive coaching and leadership development. She has a coaching background, does a lot of global facilitation, marketing and business development background. Nancy has a wealth of experience to draw from when working with others. 
Nancy is regularly asked to do keynote speaks, uh, speeches on mindset, resilience, mindfulness, and motivation. She runs inspirational leadership events and is a mentor for women in leadership. She is, has evolved her career and her goal is to share her experience in hopes that it will inspire and help others to create a life they are proud of. We only have one wild and precious life. I love that one wild and precious life because it is so precious. I don't know, as an aside, I read something recently where the chances of us being born is like 400 trillion to one. That means we're purposeful. You know, the fact that we're here. So that means life is precious as well. So how do we live at the fullest? And I know that your book is a part of that expression, sharing your ideas and thoughts and then providing some simple tools in that. But let's get to right to it. And if you could share, what's the genesis of this book? Because I know you wrote an earlier book on coaching, which is a really sweet, small practical book on just things about coaching, what you need to know about coaching. But why this one? What's the genesis around this new book? Yeah, thanks, Greg. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's interesting because I think over the course of the last several years, I would write, you know, down different articles, I'd create blog posts on different topics that really spoke to me. And when I thought about, you know, what am I really trying to accomplish here? I really thought about how do I share my learnings and my journey with others? Because I really have not had this um, typical journey for my career. I really did a lot of stops and starts. I tried new things. Um, I wasn't really fearful in, you know, trying to really find that fulfillment for myself. I went back to school. I did my master's when my kids were little. You know, my husband kept saying, why are we doing this again? Why, why are we going down this path, right? Because, you know, I, I think what was really happening for me was I wanted my career to be an expression of who I was. And what I was finding is that I, I just couldn't find that. And until I really got into coaching and really helping people with finding their own fulfillment, I really couldn't find uh, what I was looking for. And so the book is really about helping others through through this evolution to really, you know, understand themselves better, create a life out of their strengths, their values, really find that personal fulfillment in a new way for themselves. And, you know, it's really speaking to a lot of people who are either at the beginning of their career and career transition mid through, or even at the end of their career, finding different kinds of fulfillment. And for me, it's really about understanding yourself first and then really being able to build this life around who you are, what makes you happy, what excites you, what's your purpose, and all those great things that, you know, you know, as a, as a coach, those are the things that we work with people on um, every day. And so it's kind of an extension of that, as well as some, you know, stories about my life. And so in this book, um, I'm really sharing a little bit more about my personal journey. And that was really tough for me to sort of open up and, and say, this is what happened. Or, you know, I talk a lot about leadership and cultural, organizational um, things that impacted me and helped me either make better decisions or find myself in places where maybe I wasn't as um, fulfilled as I wanted to be. And so, again, it was a little bit of trial and error. And I just really wanted to share that with others in hopes it would inspire them and help them to really make the most of every day. Because as you said, it is really precious and we don't know how much time we have left. And, you know, why aren't you doing the things that make you happy? Like this is the time to do it. So let's get out there and do it. So that's it. I know that was kind of long, but that was the genesis for the book. Oh, 
Yeah, you know, it's great because I also love the fact that, you know, uh, and I know you as a curious spirit. I know you as someone who is searching and looking and helping create space for people to do it themselves. And in, as I read through your book, there was a number of things around moments that you found special cultures that really did. I, I think earlier on in your career, you had an experience that was like beautiful. And then you, but then you were still, there was still something missing and you moved over. But through each of these moments, you, you pulled things out and said, well, this is something for sure. So it's almost like building that, that not a checklist, but kind of, oh, that's something that I want that I'm going to keep. That's something that I don't want that doesn't fit who I am. And I'm going to let that go because there were a number of uh, phases during your career where you just, you know, you, you, you saw those little shimmery lights, I think, of what was possible um, and, and, and just move forward. Yeah, you're so right. You're so intuitive. Of course, Greg, you're amazing at that. And that it is true. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was collecting. I was collecting along the way, the things that were working for me, the things that weren't. And it wasn't until I looked back on my career that I realized I was doing that. And in those moments, you know, I was so fortunate. I worked for an amazing company. It was my, one of my first jobs. And I had this amazing uh, leadership team. Um, and those people from that organization, I still keep in touch with today. Um, and it just speaks to finding your people, you know, finding the right culture, being in an organization that believes in the same things you do, you know, empowering people, leadership that is inspiring. And that's really what I was always about. And, you know, and as I, just as you said, as I sort of evolved and tried new things like sales and marketing and um, really getting into other kinds of work, I found that those things were missing. And for me, those were really, really important, as well as what the organization represented and what I brought to the table and what was my skill set and the value that I could bring to this organization. And really making an impact was very important to me. And so yeah, as I sort of evolved and, and learned, um, you know, a, a along the way, what was working and not working for me, um, it was a challenge at times. I, I remember, you know, making choices and, you know, my husband saying to me, really, like, it's a really good paying job and you get your summers off, but you don't want to do that. Like, you, you know, so people just didn't really understand. My mom would say to me, are you changing jobs again you know like so she just couldn't really understand like what is this evolution you're on and I didn't really understand it either the only thing I could say is that I just continued to follow my heart and and you know thank god I had people supporting me who believed in me and said yeah okay sounds good yeah go go for it right <laughs> even though I'm sure there were times they weren't so sure but yeah it, it's really about listening to the things that excite you and listening to the things that make you feel like I want to get up in the morning. I want to do more of that. Um, and for many, you know, many years in my career, I couldn't wait for Monday. Like that's who I am. I love to work. I love to do things that um, I'm passionate about. And when I'm not passionate, um, it's just the exact opposite. And so that was really important to me to continue to get on that journey, find the thing that was going to really help me feel most fulfilled and why I wrote the book. Like I want that for other people. I want every person in my life, everybody that I know and everybody listening to really think about it. Am I really happy? And am I doing the things that are making me uh, fulfilled? That's really cool, Nancy. And I really like the idea of you putting this stuff in a book. Uh, I can remember early on in my career and a lot of people probably in my age group as well, that uh, a lot of experience was passed down in stories by the people that were training you or the people that you reported to, especially, you know, early in my police career, that was definitely, you know, there wasn't a book to go look at. 
you had to rely on other people's experience and and develop relationships. And I really like the idea that you have created a book to kind of help that conversation take place. And we're all stuck at home, right? It isn't like we're all sitting around having conversations right now in the way that we really like to. So I, I really thank you for that. And I think you're kind of pushing towards the next question already. But if I had to put you on the spot, what are the top messages you want people to get from this book? Yeah, I think um, the book is a combination of assessments. So some really simple assessments that you can take, um, quick assessments. And um, it really comes out with some aha moments for you personally around your values, what you believe in, your purpose. Um, and then it really um, it speaks to how other factors like organizational culture and leadership um, can be very important for you as you think about what is the right next role for me? What is the next career industry I want to be in? Um, or maybe it's volunteer work. It doesn't have to just be your career because it could be something else that you're focusing in on. Um, and so it just it allows you to reflect and really think about, um, you know, if I could dream and do something that would really make me happy, what would that be? And then it gives you some tools to create that. And it's really about the full um, person. When you think of a whole person model, we do that in coaching many times. And it's really about all the aspects in your life coming together to really help you be as fulfilled as possible. And so it's a mix of assessments and models, um, but it's really some stories too, as you said, Alistair, to try to bring home why it's important and and what some of my learnings were so so that's kind of the key thing I, I think it's really for people to be able to pick it up pretty quickly you know assess for themselves where they're at and then start to build their next steps and create that next life for themselves well I think this is really it's a bit of a coincidence because Greg and I and I'm looking at the clock about 30 minutes ago finished one of our other uh, episode tapings and it was called what's the deal and it ended up, uh, the discussion was very much centered on, you know, what do you want to do next and getting ready for that conversation with your manager or whoever you report to and, and you know, taking stock of yourself and what do you want to do and having the conversations with them, an informed conversation about where you want to go next. So this is great. We're, you know, we're going to advertise your book, probably your first one as well in the show notes. But uh, I think it's just quite the coincidence that we're having a very similar conversation in this interview that Greg and I discussed in a previous episode 30 minutes ago. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, 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 that sounds great. I think the other thing that resonates with me with what you just said, Alistair, is a lot of times people don't know what they want. You know, I remember having those conversations with my manager or leaders and really not being able to tell them what I, you know, what I really hoped for, or what, what my needs were, my values were. I, I just wasn't clear on that. And so, you know, getting the time to reflect on it, I think is important and putting some context around, um, you know, yourself and your life and what you really want to get out of it is something that um, we often struggle with, right? And so sometimes going, listening to podcasts or, you know, reading books can really help us figure out some of those things for ourselves. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. I mean, it just, uh, it resonates a lot. And actually, you know, my book is, has some similar insights uh, in, in, in a different way, but because I think that's, again, that shared heart, that idea of how do you create those pause moments so you can actually reflect and see what do I want? And it happens over time. I think where you shared is that, you know, there are moments and uh, one exercise they've used before is, uh, you know, what are your meaningful experiences? Actually pause and think about, even if you haven't done along the way, which is always good, you know, have that in, in our podcast, I talked about the me file for performance management, but the me file can also be for life. 
you know, what's, what, what's getting my energy up? What am I excited about? What drains me? And actually keeping a way of being present of your situation. What do you love? What do you don't love? What, what boosts you, what drains you. And, and over time you will see patterns and throughout your book, it kind of shares where you saw some of those patterns and it evolved and refined and got to where you are today. But I think your the, the book itself is a, it has some simple, straightforward frameworks to begin the journey. Uh, and I would say that it's kind of a beginning to journey. It almost feels like a little bit of an appetizer uh, for the journey to start before you begin the main meal. And so my next question is really around what more uh, do you offer and can others do once they begin starting with this, these ideas? You're right. The simple uh, assessments of things in your, in your book are really kind of thought starters to begin the journey. But what are the other things that you you offer or you've seen that have been helpful uh, uh, to support the broader journey? Yeah, so that's a really great question. And thanks for that, because it's true. I think, you know, sometimes when um, people um, look at this kind of journey, they find it almost overwhelming. And so um, on purpose, my book is just like you said, an appetizer. I love that because I think it really is a step into this reflection. And so the work that I do um, and, and I, I do with you as well, Greg, is really helping people um, with either assessments. So further, um, more detailed assessment work um, that can really help them with some of those aha moments or reflect on the things that are important for them or their strengths, et cetera, as well as coaching, um, personal coaching, group coaching, all those other ways that we can help people with those aha moments and really building that plan or that action plan for themselves moving forward, as well as doing a lot of leadership development work where um, working with leaders to really help them be the best that they can be um, as they sort of continue on their journey um, to be the best leaders possible. So, you know, a nice mix of different ways that I say, you know, um, can help people um, in, be inspired to be the best, their best selves and learn about themselves. I also teach. So, um, that's one of the things that is a bit of a passion project for me, helping young students learn how to be great learners and, and some other courses that I continue to teach. And that really helps me um, to continue um, to learn how to help others be inspired to be their best selves and, and continue down their journey, as well as doing some networking um, with uh, the women's networking, um, new um, uh, women's networking uh, society. And that is really also something I'm very passionate about is helping other women leaders um, really feel inspired about their lives and uh, learn from others and how they can be impactful and continue their journey with a lot of passion and energy and really feeling fulfilled. Well, I love that. I, I had one kind of follow-up question that bumped into my head was that this idea of earlier you shared in your journey, and I love this, you said, you know, the people around me thought, what are you doing, Nancy? Like what? And your husband, your, your parents or whatever, that whole thing. But, but what I've discovered personally is that we grow and, and expand and discover ourselves uh, better in environments that I call it safe, brave spaces, but environments where people can hold us and are okay with us leaping forward. And, you know, I would describe you as a brave, having lots of brave on the end of kind of leaping into those things. So for me, what are some of the 
but uh, the things that are important for either leaders that you've discovered in helping to create that space where people can really discover their wild and precious life, you know, because, you know, we spend a lot of time at work. And uh, um, so, so what have you found that, that can help um, uh, nurture that kind of uh, uh, thing? Yeah, I I really think it comes down to understanding human behavior. I think leaders need to um, start to really think about the psychology of the people that they're working with. It doesn't have to be deep psychology, but it needs to be enough about understanding who are the people that work for me, what is important to them. It's a needs-based leadership approach, right? I'm here to really understand and support you. And through that kind of coaching approach, those conversations that you have with curiosity to really understand what's important to you as an individual what you know what can I do to support your growth how do I really help you grow and develop and I think leaders you know often struggle with how to empower people how to delegate to my team and what they don't realize is that by doing that it's really helping um, those young people or the people that are um, that are reporting to you really start to learn um, what is important to them grow in different ways and also helps leaders elevate themselves as leaders as well so I I mean, it's a win-win here, but I think it's really about giving that opportunity for people to understand where you're coming from, that they can learn to trust you as their leader, that you really do have their back. You are really going to make sure that you're helping them grow and develop and get to whatever goal it is that you um, are looking to do. And that's a great leader. And I've had a number of those leaders in my, uh, in my career and was very, very um, lucky to have them. And some of them are still my mentors today because you know they're um they're just so wonderful so smart wise and uh and always you know I always felt so comfortable just to be myself with them and that's really the key like people need to be able to speak their minds and say what's really on their mind and we have to create that for them we have to create that safe brave space for them so they feel comfortable to tell us you know what it is they need and then we can support them. Yeah, and I know you talked about, and we've talked about this whole idea of, and you've put this into place in organization of coaching cultures, really, how do you create the language and the space and equip leaders to have this discussion? Because really, it's in that dialogue, in that space that I discover what I love that I get connected, like that early company that you were connected with, you believed in, that you aspired, that I release my potential in that environment. I know you and I are both passionate about supporting leaders, but also organizations in creating this coaching culture, which is really about just creating a space for uh, you know the wild and precious lives to come to life in your organization. And when it does, whew, uh, creativity, innovation, engagement, success, profitability. I've seen it happen. Uh, and, uh, and I think that that's the core of what you talk about and what you, what you can bring to life in organizations. It's a shift though, uh, but it's so needed these days because this is a day where uh, a time in our lives where people need space to, to uh, rediscover, to find their impact and we're going to be such better off when we when we when we shift to that being the focus of leaders versus, you know, historically the tell and track uh, that doesn't work anymore. Um, it, it's it's a, it's a new world, and so this is is a is an important time. 
Yeah, I, I love that, Greg, because I think you're right, even more so now with uh, post-COVID, um, we're really looking for strong leadership. And as leaders, it is it is really pushing us in some ways, you know, ways we've never had to uh, really lead before. And if we don't have this uh, coaching approach, I call it, um, this coaching culture in our organizations, we're going to lose some really great people. You know, people are struggling with retention in organizations now because we don't have those conversations that um, our employees are looking for. We're looking to understand if you care about me as a person. We're looking to see what the development opportunities are here. We're looking for great, strong leaders. And so, yeah, the coaching, a coaching culture, a coaching approach, having the right conversations, knowing how to lean in and really um, have a needs-based approach, I think is so important, um, and, you know, and it's going to continue to uh, be even more prevalent as we move into the next six months to year for sure. Mm. So Nancy, uh, we've been kind of dancing around uh, your experience with management and you've, I think you've, you know, shown us a, a few stories, a few thoughts around it. And this podcast is all about uh, our journey uh in management, either as the managed or the manager. So do you have, uh, is there any other personal learning you could share with us from your experience about the whole concept of, of managers and, and how that is so important to people's development and for success within the company? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, really, again, I, I talked a little bit about having great leaders. And I think, you know, those are always great to have um, those role models. I think I've learned just as much from the bad leaders. So when I think back on my, um, on some of my experience, you know, really learning um, how, how the impact of how someone talks to me makes me feel, how I'm either really connected to the purpose of the organization, because there is an inspiration transformational leader who's talking about the vision and knows how to communicate well and really knows how to connect with me um, from a communication side, um, how those things really impacted me as an employee. And when I thought about myself being a leader, I wanted to remember that. I wanted to be a, um, an inspirational leader. I was never someone who wanted to um, do everybody's job for them. I, I didn't want to be a micromanager. I wanted people to thrive under me. I wanted them to feel accountable. I wanted them to feel empowered and own their piece of the business. I wanted to train and coach them and help them, but I never wanted to do their job for them because, you know, those people that really micromanaged me through my career, um, it really stalled me and really made me want to leave the organization. And, um, and sometimes it was a shame because, you know, one leader, um, as you guys know, like you have what your leader is so important. And sometimes we leave organizations when and really, we just wanted to leave the leader, right? So it, it can be a shame when organizations aren't um, helping um, their managers and leaders to get better at the skill of leadership because you lose good people. And so, yeah, I think, you know, that, that's kind of general, but I think really um, when I work with people on this topic, you know, trying to help young leaders, I really talk to them about, you know, how do you make people feel? Like it's just equally as important as what you do. How do you make them feel? You want them to feel great. You want them to feel excited about coming to work with you and the team and the company because 
they're going to do great work. They're going to work hard for you. And, and actually the, the place that I worked, you know, uh, that I loved the most, I probably made the, the least amount of money. <laughs> and I don't even know if I got my bonus every year. You know, it was, it was just about the cause. I was so bought in. I loved it. I loved the people. And, you know, to this day, I, I think so highly of all those leaders that I worked with. So it's, it can be such a wonderful experience. I really like that, Nancy, and and the part about learning from those that weren't good at it really resonated with me. I remember early on as a manager, which I did not want to become, um, I was at a management training course, and uh, the group of people I took this course with were very candid, and uh, it surprised the instructors, and it was kind of an interesting dynamic in the room. So we went around, and uh, we were a little late in taking this course, uh, we were well within, uh, you know, actually doing the job and, and they went around uh, the room and it was just a small room, maybe 20 people sitting there and they went, uh, the question is, how did you learn how to do your job as a manager? And so a few people came, you know, were giving the politically correct answer and then more and more people were being more forthcoming that, you know, they had had some struggles that they would have appreciated this course earlier. And they got to me and I went, listen. I'm just doing what the last crew that managed me, I'm just doing the opposite. And it's working out a lot better. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> now, I wasn't called into the principal's office, but I did get a certain look. But people around me were going, yeah, you know what? We are learning from some of the people that didn't do a good job with us. And, and we're, we're taking in the good uh, lessons we're learning and we're just learning from the bad ones. And it kind of set the tone for the rest of the people talking. It was a free-for-all, but it was really one of those really good uh candid discussions that you don't always have around the management table that are you learn so much from and it worked out well so that really resonated with me I almost started laughing while you were talking but uh, I held back and I thought it would be unprofessional but uh, yeah that is so good I really like that so let's do a final thoughts round so Nancy you're the guest so uh, go ahead Wow, thank you. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for having me. This is so great um, to have the opportunity to talk through, you know, where this came from, why I hope it helps and inspires others and what my mission really is with, with the book. And, you know, for me, I, I love your podcast because I think you're really helping a lot of people from a management and leadership perspective really have a different lens to things. And I think it's really helpful to talk about these things and be more transparent and not be so fearful and create those safe, brave spaces for others because we're all just going to get better at what we do. We're going to enjoy each other more. We're going to enjoy our lives more. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's what my book's about. It's about finding those people that get you and you can really live um, and breathe in a culture um, where you're valued and you get up every day and you're excited about your life. So for me, you know, it's, it's, that's what it's all about. It's always been about that. Let's find your it and think about it passionately, find it, go get it and work hard for it because it's really worth it. Greg? Yeah, I love that. And I also think, you know, it, it, what your book does is it, start, it starts with me. Because if I can do that, and if I can discover my it as a leader, and then I can be vulnerable, like you are in your book, sharing your stories and kind of your, you know, like your, yeah, I was here and then I thought, oh, this isn't me. So I move here and my family discussions and all that type of thing. I think that in itself is at the heartbeat of how transformation happens with me finding my wild and precious life, finding that core of my it of what I want, 
Uh, and then sharing the journey. Leaders, that opens up so much. You know, Brenny Brown talks so much about vulnerability, which I love and I really appreciate, but actually saying, you know, here's what I'm discovering and here's what I learned opens the space for me to say, hmm, I haven't thought about that. And then, you know, your book's full of questions and I love questions and they're questions that leaders can take and, and ask their teams to reflect upon and moving forward too. So I, uh, for me, it always starts with me. It starts inner words. It's me figuring out my pathway. And then it's about opening up and sharing kind of the journey that, I, that I'm on and what you, what you said, you know what, the journey never ends. It just continues to grow. And, oh yeah, this is something new. It's like unveiling ourselves as we move towards that 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 real core. Uh, just when I figure that I'm there, all of a sudden there's a I peel back a thing and think, oh, I didn't. What what's that? What's that? And that's kind of cool. But but again, it's creating that space in myself that I'm good with that and being brave and leaping into that new thing, which I'm drawn to, which I experience and is true for me. So that's what I uh, that's what I got. Start with yourself, but then be open and curious about the journey and know that it probably doesn't end until it ends. And then who knows what the next journey is. But I really like uh, what you're proposing in this book, uh, Nancy, and uh I think this is a great discussion, whether you're just leaving school and joining the workforce or, you know, you're in your early 30s and you're you're thinking about changing path or you're you're somebody like Greg that four or five years ago leaves the corporation and becomes a, a consultant uh, in this place where you all seem to write books. And then, you know, right to somebody like me who retired last year and has just finished a second contract and is now working part-time for one of those contracts and signed another part-time contract with somebody else and, and having those discussions, you know, with, you know, thinking about yourself, like what makes me happy? Where do I want to go? I think it's a relevant conversation, no matter what stage you're at in your career and your life. So I, I thank you very much for this. It's it started me thinking. Uh, I've read a little bit of your book, but I haven't read the book in total. But um, I just I really thank you for this. I think it, it's a great suggestion, and no matter what stage or age you're at, it, I think it's a really good conversation to have. And then you know dealing with the people around you and those people, mentors and things like that. I think it's just an awesome idea. So. Thank you very much. Now, we are going to link uh, this book in the show notes and your previous book as well. And we're, we're going to have to mention that uh, you have a podcast as well, Inspiring You. And we will put the links to that as well in the show notes. And if you like this conversation, you should hear that. And I can't remember how many episodes you've got out already. I think it's 10 or 11 or 12 or something like that. But for sure, we're going to link all that and uh, uh, you know Nancy's family to this this podcast. So we're really, really... Uh, happy that you've joined us today. You got to come and talk about your book. And uh, do you have any other shout outs? I've, I've given a bunch for you, but uh, is there anything else you think the people need to know about you and what you're doing and what's going on? No, I mean, this is great. Uh, thank you so much. There's, that's really, um, you've hit them all. You've got, yeah, you've got my podcast and my books and I really appreciate it. And of course I work for Lighthouse Nine, which is said the place where we, we do books. So yeah, it's a wonderful place to be where I was able to meet Greg, who is obviously uh, one of my favorite people and Alistair as well. So thank you both. You're doing such a great job and I really appreciate it. Okay. Um, Thank you for coming on the show. And we uh, just like to thank all our listeners 
there is a place, and we haven't done a call out in a little while, and I'm just reaching for my phone because I, I, I'm not even sure how to pronounce the place, but it's been showing up continually in our uh, in the analytics. So I'm just going to call it up right now. And um, it's in Romania, Cebu. I don't know who's listening to us there and what language they speak, uh, but I just want to give you a little bit of a shout out and say, hey, Thanks a lot for joining in on the podcast and listening to us. And uh, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate all our listeners. But every once in a while, uh, a city comes up like this that has been supporting us. And I'm not sure if I pronounced it properly. And if I didn't, I apologize. But hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming out and listening to us. So uh, thanks um, to everybody. Uh, Nancy, Greg. Greg's getting ready to go on vacation. So I can just see this look on his face. It's pretty funny. But uh, Greg, if you have the strength, if you could maybe land us on your philosophy again, because I think in all our discussions, it's just a great way to end off. Yeah, I always end our, our, uh, our podcast with the philosophy that I learned from uh, my first coach. And I tend to hopefully create this kind of space as well, that the best conversations are one in which we uh, get a little joy and get a little churn. Uh, because joy and churn are both opportunities for growth. So joy is when I heard something, maybe something that Nancy suggested that she's uh, that's in her book that I'm thinking, yeah, I'm doing that. That is something I'm on that journey. You get excited about, you feel good about and peeve or churn is where something happens to say, oh, I'm not doing that very well, or I haven't even started that. Both are good as long as they shift you to moving to that journey and moving forward. It's what you do with it. So we do always hope in our podcast that you might get a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn or a little bit of peeve to, to but both engage you to do something with it and become that fuller self that create that precious life discover that it that uh, that Nancy talked about um, and often it's through both pathways. I gotta say Nancy I love the title it is a movie title. One wild and precious life, it's got to happen. So if you need to put the C on it somewhere, you need to uh, copyright because that's an awesome, awesome title. So so folks, uh, remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.